Welcome to Billion Dollar Blind Spots, where we help businesses and individuals recognize and capitalize on the billion dollar blind spots in life and business. Listen in as best selling author Shanti Shellis uncovers the not so obvious billion dollar blind spots in various businesses, industries, and markets. Shellis is the founder of. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Billion Dollar Blind Spots with Sean Shellis, your host. Want to um, reach out to you today in the billion dollar blind spots? Like always, we're actually looking for those billion dollar blind spots that lie dormant within people's businesses and lifestyle and learn how to capitalize on them. And the reason why you're hearing that music in the background, when I think of this guy, I think of this music and I think of this actual song, probably more so than anybody. So, Carl White, best selling author, mortgage industry jargon on it, um, manages a team of a bunch of people as a branch manager, does hundreds of closings a month. Um, I mean, God, his process worked so well, he decided to actually launch it out to the masses and actually give it out to people at the mortgage marketing animals where I met him. He is an absolute legend and a rock star. Um, in short, man, you know what I think about you, Carl, is I honest to God think like, man, this guy is the all American, good old fashioned entrepreneur, Harley riding guy going, I'm just here to have fun, help people and do the right thing. Carl, welcome to the game. Come on in. Let's have a chat. Well, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it, brother. So, so let me, this is totally off topic, but um, I met a jazz musician one time. His name is um, Wayman Tisdale. So Wayman Tisdale. So Wayman Tisdale, very famous jazz uh, bass player, uh, bass guitar player of all things, a jazz bass guitar. So he plays bass guitar as, as lead, as a lead guitar, but it's bass. Wow. And, uh, but here's the thing. He was also a very, uh, successful NBA, uh, basketball player, uh, very successful, uh, for years. Right. Right. So when I met him, I asked him, which I thought was going to be like the greatest question ever. I said, Wayman, so are you a jazz musician that happens to be a famous basketball player or are you a basketball player that happens to also be a great musician? And he thought about it for about two seconds. He says, you know what, my man, I'm just grooving through life. <laughs> and that, that had been the best answer I've ever heard of that. So I've tried to embrace that ever since I heard that probably about uh, 15 years ago or so. He died not too long ago from cancer, uh, sadly enough, God way too him. early. But I uh, I really like that uh, just grooving through life. So I've uh, I, that was a trend. While, while just a simple statement that he made, it really transformed the direction of my life that I want to be really successful uh, I, I, I like helping people. I like seeing the results of it. I like the fruits of it. Uh, but the bottom line, brother, I'm just grooving through life. So, uh, so thanks to Wayman Wayne for teaching me that. Well, I, I got to tell you, like, I was a guy who was in the real estate space for 25 years and I yeah. was, I was taught to, you know, use scripts, dialogues, prospect, do everything that you guys talk about on your mortgage marketing animals, which is an incredible program. And, you know, and even though I've coached mortgage lenders for probably 15, 20 years now, they're salespeople and taught them what I, what I did in the real estate side um, to build their business and really to, you know, have a disciplined morning routine, um, which you refer to as a daily success plan. Um, I call it a 10X personal success formula. Um, ironically enough, you know, when I got there, I said, hey, do you guys have a script for this? Or do you guys have an objection handler for this? Or then they kind of looked at me like I have four heads. And I was like, wait a minute, do you have like a systematic process to follow up? And they go, well, you know, and because I'm in a, I'm in a banking environment, which is very uh, compliant driven, 
Um, they said, okay, we have one email to follow up with people. I said, okay, great. <laughs> you know, let's yeah, use that yeah. one. You know, and and but you know, at the end of the day, I actually went and scoured the internet and tried to find, you know, I was mentored by some crazy, crazy people over the years, including Tony Robbins personally and all these other guy, Jay Abrahams, and some people you know. It sounds yeah, like you know Russell Brunson and that cast of characters. Um, yeah. and all I can remember them saying is find people that you want to become and hang out with them and you'll become like the five people you spend the most time with. And that led me to your tribe, if you will. And I found you guys and very thankfully, I, I swear to God, I went to church the next day and said, Oh my God, thank you to God for you know mm. delivering that to me because I don't know if I would have survived because you provide what I call the, the group mentality environment um, for people, which I used to use in my real estate business. And I would, every morning we would get on a, on a zoom at eight o'clock and our team would prospect together. So we're, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole a little bit, but I wanted people to understand it's not just about you. It's about everybody else. And ever since I've been listening to you and hearing you in the morning, you jump on there like everybody else and lead by example. You're just a raw down to earth guy who is a brilliant mortgage, you know, mortgage expert and industry, real estate industry expert for that matter, an entrepreneur, but you're down to earth and you speak at like a third grade level where people can understand it. If I had to, if I had to ask you, what are the one or two things that you think every, let's take it out of real estate space and mortgage space. Let's just say an entrepreneur, a business owner, what's the one or what's the one, two, three things that they need to look at in order to really find out where they're heading and if they're going in the right direction. You know, so I, I like what you said there about we are who we hang out with. And right, we've all heard that. I saw it kind of put a little bit of a different way here recently. Um, somebody somebody made the statement. Maybe this is a common statement. It's the first time I heard it, though. They said, we are who we are 10% because of us and 90% because of who we hang out with. And I would definitely say that's the case. And I think the thing that's helped me out the best is who I've surrounded myself with. And the cool thing is, is like, uh, it's like, Sean, when I start hanging out with you and you're part of my 90%, then because of you, you are who you are, you bring a crowd of other people that can be part of my 90% with me. That when you when you hang out with these high producers and these high achievers and these the the, the thought leaders, that they they have other thought leaders that they bring with them. And so now I not only have my decades of experiences and things that I've learned now that I've hooked up with you. Now I get your decades of, so I was never personally coached by Tony Robbins. You have, but now I get the benefit of that because I get to hang out with you. And so, man, I am really cautious about who I hang out with, like really cautious, not a, a snob or greater than, or, and it doesn't depend what their level of success they're currently at. Uh, because some of the people I hang out with are newer on the journey. Uh, but it's, it's the, um, boy, the positive mindset that I, 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 you know what, man, this might sound weird. I guard my mind like, like it's a, a, a 10 year old girl. <laughs> and what I mean by that is if I wouldn't take my 10 year old, I don't, my, my daughters are much older right. than this now. Right? right. But if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't like, like, you know, when we go watch a movie, like you go watch, I don't know, some Halloween 13 movie or something like that. Would you take your eight-year-old daughter to that? No. 
all right, well then don't take you to that. You know, like guard your mind like it's an eight-year-old girl and only only put little, and, and I'm not saying girl guy, right? I don't mean any kind of sexual, you know, sexist thing like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're very, us fathers are very protective of our daughters, right? Absolutely. And, and that's the vein that I mean this, that I protect my mind like it's one of my daughters. And sure. uh, so, uh, but I think, you know, for me, like, like if you say, hey, Carl, what's the secret sauce in all this? It's number one, it's who you hang out with. Number two, write small checks to cash big checks. That's brilliant. Right. Say that again, Carl. Write small checks yep. to cash big checks. And I'm so, ladies and gentlemen, sorry if you hear my voice is a little lower. I'm actually taking notes. <laughs> so yeah. even though I'm going to hear this again, I'm just, it's just great nuggets. So I'm going to write small checks to cash big checks. I'm going to find my who, to who I hang out with, right? What's yeah. the next one? I would say the next one, man, you, you might've just said it there. It's like, the answer is always who, not how. Yep. So like, like here we're doing a podcast. So I also do a podcast, right? Right. Now, when I, when I started to do a podcast, I thought, all right, well, wait a minute. I need to figure out how do I record it? I need to figure out once I record it, what happens in, how do I do the editing? I need to learn editing software. I need to, uh, how do I blast it out to the universe, right? How do I get people right. actually to watch this thing? And so I could have spent like literally a year trying to figure all that out, right? So my question was, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I do that? And I've learned that's the wrong question. The right question is who can help me with that? So it's who, not, it's who, not how. Yeah. And, and I found that, you know, which goes back to who are you, who, who do you surround yourself with? Same thing in my business world with the with the the things that I do in my business world. I don't want to figure out how to do something. I want to know who already knows how to do. It. I can I can hook up with Sean. He already knows how to do that. Why would I Why would I try to figure this out when you've already got it figured out? And so I'll just work something out with you that 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 you can help me with this. And so it's who not how. So you're now one of my who's. <laughs> Uh, I want to just uh, sounds like a Dr. Seuss book there. I want to touch on a couple of things for you though, because when and I'm going to go back to this for a second, because you said, you know, when you're saying who you're hanging out with and not having surrounding yourself with a lot of people, one of the best scripts I ever learned in the English language and is the smallest word in the English language was the word no. Mm. And my my coach said, Hey, learn this script and learn how to say it a lot. And he goes, if it doesn't make you money, it doesn't make you happy, or it doesn't make, give you a, you know, a fulfilled spiritual lifestyle. Mm. And, and other, like what I call it, and I'll be honest with you, I say, if, it, if it's God, family, business, and it's not in that order, I just won't get involved in doing it. Mm. Um, because I, I lead by faith. And, you know, if it's, if it's going to affect my family in a positive way, great. If it's not, I'm not doing it. But, you know, it's, a, you know, I, I wrote it down as saying, hey, you don't have it. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. It was one of the other things I was taught. And, you know, and you just went through and you basically said the who, what's interesting is what, what the audience doesn't realize was five minutes before we started this. And this is, this is why I'm so enamored with Carl, because he leads by example, because the first thing he said to me before we hit the record button was who's your audience and who are we going to talk to so that we can actually deliver content to them that is meaningful and is going to impact them in the right way. Because if I'm talking to somebody and I'm using words that they don't understand, which most mortgage people do. If I don't dumb it down and say, Hey, you're going to get a, you're going to give you some money. You're going to get a house and you're going to make the payment every month. If we don't make the payment, they're going to take the house. 
as opposed to saying, hey, if you don't do this and this and this, we're going to we're going to foreclose on your house. And what is that word? So if you've got the who now you got, let's say now you have a tribe of experts. How do you manage them on a regular basis? Like you, you, up, you manage, you manage your mortgage business. You have numerous side hustles going on where they're huge side hustles. Their entire business is for other people. How do you do all that? What's your day look like? So I hire people that tell me what to do, not the other way around. Love that. Yeah. So if I have to hire somebody and then me manage them on what they need to do, I've hired the wrong person. Okay. Or, or I've partnered with the wrong person. So I partner with people say, hey, Carl, here's what, here's what, Here's what you're not doing and here's what you need to do. Now, they might end up doing 95% or sometimes 100%. So like they might say, hey, Carl, your organization. So when they say me, they they mean my, well, sometimes they mean me personally. And sometimes, most of the time, they mean my organization. And so like I just hired a, 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 a sales manager not too long ago, about six months ago. Her name's Julie. Absolutely fantastic lady. And, and when she came on board, she said, all right, let me show you what you guys are screwing up. <laughs> nice. And she said, you know, very respectfully, you know, but uh, here's what you're screwing. Here's how you're screwing up. Here's what you're missing out on. Yep. And she said, you're missing out on this and that and this and that and this and that. I went, doggone, she's right. I hadn't thought about that. You know, there's, there's, there's this. All right. So what should we do? Well, here's what we should do. And so I really don't do like, I'm not a great manager. In fact, I, and I'm not saying this just to be humble. Like this is real. I'm not even a good manager, right? Uh, but I'm really good at identifying talent. Okay, and uh, and so I just I I surround myself with great talented people that are amazing at not not just managing themselves, hmm. but actually managing me. the 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 person that needs to be managed most on my team is me. Right? Yeah. And, I, and again, I'm saying this to be humble. Right. So, like, so when you say, "What, Carl? What does your day looks like?" It looks exactly how Meg maps it out for me. Which you so, scheduled through to get you on your yeah. You didn't yes. get solved at all. She, you know, she just said, okay, you said, here's Meg's number, call her. And that was it. Yeah. And so I, so, so when I show up, like, uh, like two days ago, I looked on my calendar. Oh, I'm flying to Chicago and I'm doing a presentation and here's the topic. And, and uh, here's the, here's the classes for you to teach Carl. Go awesome. Got it. I flew to Chicago, taught my classes, uh, gave my call to action, flew yep. back home. Uh, 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 last night, uh, right before I go to bed, I look at my calendar. What am I doing tomorrow? To get, just get my head in the right place. And I look, sure. oh, here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a podcast with Sean. I'm, uh, I interviewed two new salespeople for our team. Uh, I'm talking to somebody right after this. I'm talking to somebody about a partnership. And, uh, and then at two o'clock, I'm buying a house. And, uh, and there you have it. in Chicago, <laughs> uh, no, actually uh, a, a little investment house uh, here, okay. here local. So, uh, so I guess so if yeah. I had to summarize that, I want to, I want to, I want to interrupt you, but I want to just summarize it before we go too far. What you just got done saying is if I had to put it in a nutshell, hire talent, not labor. Does that make sense? Brother. I, so one of my favorite questions in the world to ask people is what's the number one thing you do that makes you most your money? Yep. Like, what's the number one activity you do that makes most of your money? I love that question. And I have to tell you, usually when I ask that with people, they have to stop and think about it for a minute. Sure. Which yeah. which, which I did, too, the first time somebody asked me that question. That's where I learned it from a friend of mine, uh, Perry Belcher. Yeah. Uh, very, I know very, that name, very, actually. Yeah, yeah, very successful, very dear personal friend of mine for the last probably, gosh, yeah. probably 20 years or so. 
Um, anyway, so he asked me that question. I thought about it. And, I, and, and when I thought about it, before I answered him, I'm sitting there thinking about it. And he said, Carl, you should be shocked that you don't know the answer to that question right off the top of your head. Because otherwise, how do you know what to do day, day to day if you don't even know what's making you money? <laughs> so you got to know what's making you money so you can make a decision. What am I doing today? Because what I'm going to do today is going to make me money. Amen. Well, if you don't know what makes you money, how do you know even what to do? Right. And so, so, so when I ask people, what's the number one thing you do to make you most your money, they have to think about it and they give an answer. I've learned for me, if somebody was to ask me, Carl, what's the number one thing you do that makes you most your money? For me, it's talent acquisition. Okay. So talent acquisition, because I found I can hire somebody to do everything that I do. And now, it, when I when I started it, like like you know, I, I was I was a loan officer, so I hired somebody to help me out. And now, with my newfound time, I went and made more sales. Right. I took some of that money and put it in my pocket. I well, took I, some I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Most people go 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 play golf, go fishing, go something because now they don't have to work as hard. And what you did is you just doubled down and leveraged it and leveraged it while you get freed up that time. You actually reinvested in yourself or your business. It sounds like, is that, Ab- that correct? A- absolutely. Now I do work a 32 hour work week. So just as an FYI, I'm, I'm, I'm real big about like Monday. I, I work Monday through Thursday uh, from nine to actually to four thirty. So it's slightly less than 32 hours, but I work 9am to four thirty Monday through uh, uh, Monday through Thursday. But anyway, so so I with that newfound time, I'd go make more sales and I'd put some of that money in my pocket mm-hmm. and I'd take some of that money and hire somebody else, take some more stuff off my plate, give it to them. My newfound time, I'd go make more sales and I'd put some of that money in my pocket and I'd take some of that money, hire somebody, take things off my plate, go make more sales. And so I just kind of did that over and over. And so my primary day primarily is strictly like sales or sales activity instead of like reacting to like an email or inbound phone calls or, or any kind of disruptions that my day is very, very, very structured and, you know, either a doing talent acquisition or B making sales. So um, the way I found you guys was it's not that I didn't have the skills or didn't know what to do in order to generate leads, but because I was new to the mortgage industry, I didn't have a set, process that somebody said here when you bake this cake even though you know how to bake you know and baking is one of those things which i don't do because i have adhd at a very high level and i'm very i operate very well with it but um you know baking is very very precise you have to be you have to be exact and it's perfect for like a person like my wife um me on the other hand forget it so but when i got into the space i said okay how do i bake this cake and they said well you know you you know and, and i started doing the business the way i cook which was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. I worked in a restaurant. Hey, they did this and this goes really well with fish. But when you're baking, it's a very specific model. And when I came to find you, I, you know, I went to marketing, mortgage marketing animals in the morning. Somebody said, Hey, we have a DSP thing. I said, okay, great. Sign me up. Let me listen to you. The guy, your salesperson said, Hey, you know, we have this thing. It comes in a box. You pay a couple bucks for in a month. We're going to support you. We're going to help you. We're going to cherish you. And we're going to give you the ingredients to the cake and we're going to tell you how to do it and when to do it and where to do it. So what you just got done saying was, or what I heard you say and what a billion dollar blind spot may be for the new person who can't afford to hire a team is go find the recipe at least and follow the recipe. So you don't get distracted trying to figure out your own recipe. 
But, you know, I said to a friend of mine, he goes, you don't need a coach. I said, no, I do. He goes, no, but you're the coach. You've coached my people. I said, yeah, but this is different. Now I'm the mortgage loan officer and I need to know what that job description looks like and how I can, I need to first understand it myself before I can go hire the next person. So back on that, who's the first hire? Who's the first hire for you, Carl? The first hire. Yeah, for a business owner. Yeah, so the first hire, the first hire for me would be somebody that can free me up most of my time. Okay. So, so what I do, I do a thing. I do a thing. We call it the axe of freedom. Yep. And axe is spelled A X E, like a like a yeah. hatchet. Hatchet. Like Thor's so hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on the axe of freedom, all all you like what you do is for about a week, write down everything that you do, like everything. And I don't care if you only spend five minutes doing it during your work day, write that down. And then look at the one, two, very maximum, three things, three of those activities that make you most your money. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be checking your email, uh, which the average person spends about three to three and a half hours a day uh, on their email. So it's not checking your email. Like what's all the activities that you're doing? What's the one, two, maybe three things where the actual money is made? Right. Like, it, which is going to be a proactive thing. It's going to be like, what activity did you do that caused that phone to ring? But that the caused that person to reach out to you and go, yeah, I want to buy what you have. What was that activity that got that connected you with that person? Right. So find out the one, two, maybe at the most three things that that bring the customer in. And then all these other the other 35 things that you're doing. Like the only reason why we don't make more sales is we're so busy doing the other, the reactive stuff, right. right? The inbound phone calls, the inbound emails, you know, or the putting out the fires, all that other stuff. So anything that's not directly related to here's how I make my sales, here's how I get my phone to ring in the first place, all the other activity is is my first hire. So I put, I'm going to be doing this sales activity, that sales activity, and this sales activity. And everything else that feeds into that, I'm going to hire. That, that's, that's what my help wanted ad looks like. It's See, all the other stuff that I'm doing. It, it's so funny because years ago, I worked with a coach and a mentor for, God, two decades, made millions of dollars in real estate was on one principle, which was one of my coaches, my best coaches has always been women. And one of them beat it into my brain, the, the, the word, the acronym plan. And, and I said, okay, you know, and when she first said it, she goes, write this down and put it on your wall as big as you can write it. And I go, okay. She goes, plan, eight, spend 80% of your time prospecting, lead appoint, uh, prospecting, lead follow-up appointments and negotiating. She goes, if you spend 80% of your time in those four areas, you don't have to do anything else. And he goes, and then now we add into it practice. We have to practice our scripts and our dialogues and our conversations. But, you know, but ironically enough, as you're saying it, and like you said, the one to two, three things. I actually say one thing because I'm, I'm ADHD. If I look at more than two, I'm a mess. Right. And I've, I've used every silver spike. People say, what platform should I use? And, and we were on, matter of fact, we were on the mortgage marketing animals and the guy was kept asking, well, what platform? And I, and I kept writing in the chat, get a yellow pad. It's the one you use, get a pen and a yellow pad. It's, I don't care if you use that or you use your phone. Yeah. But, and then the other thing is you talked about, let me ask you a question. I always ask this question to smart people. How many products does Apple sell? You think? How many products does what sell? Apple sell Apple pro. How many How many Apple products do you think there are? 
Gosh, I, I honestly have no clue. How about Amazon? Oh, I, uh, God knows, right? Virtually, virtually unlimited. Actually, you'd be shocked to know that Amazon really only has one to two products. They own a server farm, which they rent out space called S3, which I'm sure you're aware of. And on there, they allow other people to sell their goods and they created a backbone or a platform to access their server farm. But the reality is all they're selling is storage space. They're selling a place for Carl to put his information to be able to resell it to somebody. And yeah, they have a couple of extra widgets and bells and whistles and stuff to make it happen. But they really only focus on that one product when they first got launched. Now they diversify like any other company. The second one would be Apple. I mean, I'm holding up an, an iPhone for most for people that can't see that, but the tablet is a giant iPhone. The, the computer is a giant iPhone. It's built on the same on, on OS, you know, on the OS. And I still remember reading the book Jack, which was Jack Welsh. I don't know if you remember it. Um, my mentor should have told me get to the back, just go to the last chapter. But what what he did was two things which were like brilliant. He went and said, "Hey, we do. We're in a hundred different lines of business. Mm. If we're not number one." Or number two, going toward number one, sell it. And they sold off 75 companies in like a year. And everybody was like, oh my God, he's going to crash the company. The company doubled in the next year. The other thing he said was, you know, they, they said, what made you so successful when you left? Uh, more so than um, Lee Iacocca, who he replaced. And they said, you know, he said, well, you know, Lee made 100 decisions a year. I'm sorry. You know, Lee made, Lee made 10 decisions a year. And he got nine right. He goes, I made a hundred. I only got 80 of them right, but I made 80 decisions versus his nine. Mm. So what you just got done talking about is, you know, stay in your lane, I guess is probably what we like to call it. Um, what didn't I ask you? And, hey, by the way, you know where I stole that from is this guy, Carl White, who has a great podcast. If you're not listening to it, it's one of the number one podcasts in the mortgage space. And it, it, I don't care if you're in the mortgage space or not. He's just an incredible guy to listen to. Um, Carl, what's the one thing that I'm, I'm not asking you that I should be asking? Um, you know, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, I think, I just think the, um, you know, I think the, I Here, think I'll, the ask you, is, I'll ask you a different way. Let's, let's do it my way instead of your way. I take you, I take you and I stick you in a plane and thank you for your service in the Air Force, by the way. Paul Carl is a veteran. One of the, you know, like I said, all American, all American entrepreneur. Um, but I take you out of your business. You still have your, you still have your knowledge. Okay. Okay. I stick you in a plane. I put you on a power. I give you a parachute, 500 bucks in your pocket. And I give you a phone and I throw you out. I go make a living. What do you do? What do you do with the 500 and how do you make a living? You know, for me, I would, uh, I mean, I, I think the, I think the loan officer gig is, is hard to beat. You know, it's, uh, we're selling a product, which is money. Right. It's always it's always the right color. It's always fresh. It's always the right size. Right. It goes I mean, with everything. Yeah, it goes with everything. It's really hard to to screw that up. So I uh, I do I like that. But I tell you, whatever I'm doing, and this might be a little counterintuitive. So when I was in college, I, my college job was I was a on the weekends I was a butler for a very very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy was 81 years old and still involved with his business. And in today's money, he probably had somewhere around 300, 400 million dollars. So this guy, right. like, yeah, big money or in my right. world, like right. big money. Right. Yeah, it is big money. 
And he taught me something. He taught me a bunch of things. But one of the things he taught me, something must have happened at his work. He, he, uh, he came home and he squared me up. He literally grabbed my shoulders and looked in my eyes. And he said, Carl, let me tell you something. I said, what's that, George? He said, if you ever end up selling pencils on a street corner out of a tin can, make sure it's your pencils and your tin can. And that's been some really good advice over the years. Now, now, so us as loan officers, the, the actual, the, the company that I work with, right. As a, as a branch manager, I don't own the company, right? So you go, wait a minute, Carl, that's not your pencils near tin can, but my book of business is. So the team that I built is mine. Uh, I could, I could unplug while incredibly unlikely, because I love the company, I love their culture, right. the owners have become a very dear, uh, there's three owners, they become very dear personal friends of mine. Uh, so the likelihood of me ever doing anything else is virtually zero. However, if something ever happened, I don't know, the three owners are in a plane, God forbid, and, they, and it goes down right. and they're lost at sea, um, I could unplug my team from there and plug into another one. Uh it wouldn't be fun. I can tell you that, but, but I could do it. So it is, I'm responsible for my sales. Uh, it's, yep. it's my pencil. It's my tin can. So if you, if you drop me out of an airplane, uh, and gave me 500 bucks, I'd find a pencil, I'd find a set of pencils. I'd find a tin can and I'd start selling them, whatever that happens to look like for you. So and, I'm going to uh, translate that for the average bear, because I get the analogy. Maybe some won't, what you're saying is you're going to take your 500 bucks, go find somebody who has a process, a system, and, a, and what I call a duplicatable, repeatable process, which 100%. I call, we call yours, which is one of the things is the acts of freedom. One yeah. of the things is the, uh, the daily success plan, which is basically yeah. plug, get plugged into it, follow the program, which is what I've been doing now. And it's, I've been very successful with it, even though, you know, everybody's saying, oh my God, the mortgage market is terrible right now. You know what? I, I don't know any better. So I just put my head down and keep going and following the plan. Thank you for Carl and his t- team for doing that. And or with us, it would be a 10x personal success for me. But at the end of the day, what you're saying, like maybe somebody who's in a day job might want to go find a franchise. Like I have a friend of mine who is, he's the sales manager for a very, very large software company for the entire United States. And then on top of that, he buys um, houses between two hundred and fifty and three hundred thousand dollars, and rents yeah. them out. He owns. I call him Mister Potter. He owns about ten of them, right? In addition to that, him and three of his friends put together a syndicate where they buy into franchises, and they buy like the waxing franchise. They buy like the, you know, the Jersey Mike's franchise or whatever that is. And what you're referring to is, and what your mentor was saying is, you if you have the knowledge and you have the capability and you have the experience, you could plug that in anywhere. It doesn't matter what yeah. the model is. You just need a model. And, and you know what, Sean, I don't even have to not have the knowledge as long as I know who does. Where to go get it. Where to go get yeah. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And how to assemble that team. You know, when, uh, when I coached with Russell Brunson, he used to call it the Marvel team, have a Marvel team. And he'd be like, you know, have, have like the guy who's the copyright expert, have the guy who's the technology expert. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I got in the real estate business because of this. Okay, it's a, a bike lock. And remember the uh, U-shaped shackles that you had when you were a kid, yes. right? So when I lived in Hoboken, somebody robbed my bike. I was in the union. They gave you your paycheck for your your vacation, and I spent three hundred fifty bucks. I had three hundred fifty bucks left in my pocket for the next six months that I I knew I wasn't going to have an extra three fifty again. 
I got in the, I went back up to the bike store. I said, give me the same bike. And the guy goes, you were just here 15 minutes ago. I go, yeah, they stole it. I go, but give me the best lock you have. And he gave me the shackle. And that was right when the tires went from being 10 speed bikes to ATB larger bikes. Yeah. And I got to the parking meter. I tried to lock up the front wheel, the back wheel, the frame, and I couldn't do it. And I went back and I sat down and I said, there's a better way to do this. And I drew it out on a piece of paper. And my roommate who had an MBA from Kellogg said, well, what are you going to do with the picture? And I go, I got it figured out. I just read this book called Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he said, the mastermind. And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? I go, forget it. Just go back over and watch basketball. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I, I found a buddy of mine whose father was a machinist. And he said, what is it? And I go, it's a, it's a, part, for, it's a part for a washing machine because I didn't want him to steal my idea. I went to the other person who was uh, who sold national TV time, and he said, "Oh, we can get you on the you know the, the America's Live Show and CNBC and all these other shows because you're just like human interest story." I went to the next person who was like the um, product procurement in China and shipping and all that, and you know I was a kid with a fourth grade education that was a ranger in the army, had purple mohawk, checkered sneakers when I left, came back like in a Brooks Brothers suit because I was in the army. Thank God, but. You know, I was able to get to the point where the, even the patent attorney said, you're not going to get a patent on this. And I said, that's BS. I'm going to figure out a way. And I modified it to get it. And when I finally got it, the end of the day, my buddy said, well, I said to him, like, we, were, we were playing darts, blind drunk in a bar. And I said, you know, if I had the money to fund my patent, I'd be, I kept becoming a millionaire. And he goes, Sean, because my mom does real estate. She's terrible at it. And she makes a lot of money. He goes, you've been thrown out of every bar at least twice in Hoboken. You know everybody. He goes, you should go into real estate. Three months later, I quit my day job. I, my broker actually forced me to quit my day job. Mm. So, I mean, you know, the team, I guess, you, I, you know, we can't push on that enough as a team of experts. You don't have to, you don't have to know everything. You just got to know who knows it. That's it. Carl, you're a brilliant guy. You, I, I love the conversation. I love the analogies. Um, you know, how do people get in touch with you and how do they get onto the mar uh, mortgage marketing animals um, and, and also get in touch with you for mortgages in your area? Or yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably the best way is um, I'll, I'll just give a phone number. That's the, that's the easiest yeah, way. Yeah, go ahead. It's 727-787-2275, uh, yep. 727-787-2275. And of course, if you just Google Carl White and Mortgages, yep. you know, I'm on YouTube and Instagram. And when and they Facebook. call that phone number, they call for pizza. Who are they calling? Who are they calling at that, on that number? <laughs> uh, they just they just tell them what they would like to talk to me about. and. Right. uh and then moving to the front line. Great. Carl, you're, yeah, I mean, you know what? And I'm sorry about the lead in with the uh, Neil Diamond, but I, when I think of that song, I, when I was running this morning, I listened to that song and I went, holy crap, that's Carl. <laughs> I appreciate it, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me on, Sean. It's honor to be here. Yes, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to comment and share this podcast. To learn more about Shanti Shalas, go to www.linktree.com backslash Sean T. Chalice.